0: Welcome to the Grace City, Tampa podcast. My name is Alex Damari. Me and my wife, Brianna, are the lead pastors. Our vision is to lead people into a life-transforming relationship with Jesus Christ. We pray that today's podcast will build you up, lift your faith, and encourage you in the journey. Here's the message. Man, I have a word on my heart, and I'm very excited to preach it. Turn your Bibles to 2 Timothy 3. And we're also gonna be preaching out of Joshua 1, but it'll be up on the screens. I would just love for you to turn to 2 Timothy 3. We're gonna take the next three weeks and start a new sermon series titled, Upping Your Automatic, The Healthy Habits of Believers. We're gonna take some time the next three weeks to really lock in for the fall. See, when approaching fall, You got the new school year and it almost seems like normal routines coming back to your life like people with kids like get the feeling like all of a sudden they get back into school and you're like okay cool we can breathe we got some sort of rhythm some sort of routine things are coming back around it's also a time when people really do re-engage with church around here we call it our ignite season it's a time where people go you know what i'm going to re-up my commitment to being fully present in church Now that all the vacations are out of the way, you can get back to the normal ebbs and flows of life. Anybody grateful for the fall? A couple of you grateful for the fall. Our healthy habits as believers are no different. See, sometimes the hustle and the fluid seasons of our healthy habits can become not as consistent. We titled this series Upping Your Automatic Healthy Habits of Believers because I believe that everyone in every sphere of life can grow and develop. See, the whole goal of these three-week series is to inspire everyone to move to the next level of their healthy habits by simply upping your automatic to experience new levels of faith. So are you with me today? And today, we're going to focus on the Word of God, the importance of it, and what it means for us today. This is our value number one. When you come to Growth Track next week, you'll learn value number one is truth, Word of God. In 2 Timothy 3, this is a pastoral epistle written by paul to timothy and it's believed to be the last book written by paul before his death and the whole theme of second timothy really revolves around being intentional about having sound doctrine he even mentions in there he says i know you've heard this before and i keep repeating myself but let's keep repeating ourselves and keep going because you need to have sound doctrine and i just would encourage you today Maybe you've heard a sermon like this before. You go, oh, he's going to talk about the Bible. Oh, I'm going to tune out. I just want to encourage you. It's a beautiful thing when we can hear it again, be encouraged again, re-engage. And I believe for every single one of us, God has new levels of your intimacy and devotion to him. Are you with me? 2 Timothy 3, 14 through 17 says this. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of because you know those from who you learned it and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. I'm gonna read two other Scriptures to you. First Peter two, two through three. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow into your salvation now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. Last scripture, Joshua 1, 7 through 9. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave to you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. I have, not com- have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord, your God, will be with you wherever you go. The title of my message today is Life of Devotion. Life of Devotion. The subtitle would be Deeper devotion to the word. Deeper devotion to the word. So let's up the automatic today. Are you ready? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it's speaking to us. Even as I just read it, I pray it would saturate hearts. That we would understand it better today. Whether this is something brand new to someone or whether this is a reminder, I pray that we will be spurred on in the faith and challenged to continue pursuing you all the days of our life. Thank you for anointing my words to speak, for opening ears to hear and softening hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Come on. You know, habits are such an interesting part of our humanity. We all, maybe by default, just kind of start to creep into these random things that maybe we don't even wish upon us. You know, some aren't even harmful, some are disgusting. Some aren't even good for you, and a lot of them just creep into your life. You don't even realize it. Now that I've been a dad for over seven years, it's wild to watch the development of children, and it's wild to watch the development of bad habits, right? All of a sudden, you're sitting there just having an amazing movie night. Doesn't think, you don't think anything could be going wrong, and you look over at your child, and their finger is somewhere it shouldn't be. You know what I'm saying? A couple of you got that. But you're like, how does this even happen? We didn't even teach them this. Like, what is this weird little tick that's happening? I remember one of my friends when I was younger used to tell me stories about how he would pick, and his parents would put hot sauce on the end of his finger so that he wouldn't do it anymore. Like, that's messed up. You know what I'm saying? Like, in year 2022, like, you'd probably go to prison for something crazy like that. I remember friends that would even get soap put in their mouth because they said something bad, like, crap. You know what I'm saying? And they would get soap put in their mouth. Like like kids in 2022 have it really easy. Wouldn't you agree? It's so funny. These habits, whether unintentionally formed or intentionally formed, just become a part of us. A couple years back, I really unintentionally formed a bad habit of playing with my beard. Have you seen these people? I just, I would do it all the time, just playing with my beard. I'm not you know, like Jeremy right here, he doesn't play with his beard. It's perfect every day. For me, I'm sitting here like I was playing with it. And after a little while, all of a sudden, I started, like, hairs started falling out. And then I started getting this bald spot. And I knew I had to break a bad habit. You know what I'm saying? But it's funny. I wasn't doing it very purposefully. I wasn't thinking, man, I think this is cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play with my beard. Luckily, I don't do that anymore. See, habits become so ingrained in us that you have to intentionally choose every day to overcome the things you don't want to do. It's so hard to stop bad habits, and it's a whole lot harder to stop them than it is to start them. Wouldn't you agree? And in the same way, habits can become one of your greatest allies in life. See, I don't know if you realize this. God created us. God created humanity. And the idea of habits, I think, is actually a beautiful thing in our humanity that goes sour when it's not controlled. It's a beautiful thing that I believe God created for us. See, when you create good habits in your life, that automatic behavior actually sticks around. It becomes a part of you without having you having to think about it. And when you create those good pathways in your mind, it actually becomes easier to live the life that you want to live. Your mind will actually reward you with endorphins that bring joy and pleasure in the same way that bad habits would do that, your mind does that when you have good habits. So why don't we all do good habits all the time, right? Why is it not just a part of us, like I only ever do good habits if you get the same reward? Because it's a lot of hard work. And when it goes against the grain of maybe your human desires, it takes a lot of consistent work to create those pathways. Wouldn't you agree? multiple studies have shown after some research this week that habit formation crucially depends on the repeated performance of behavior that is in line with one's long-term goals. Can I say that again? Yes. Habit formation crucially depends on the repeated performance. So you're doing something over and over and over again, choosing every day to do the same thing over and over and over again that's in line with one's long-term goals. So it's having vision for something. It's saying, I know the end goal, I know where I want to go, and I'm gonna choose every day to repeat this performance of that behavior to make it. So when you get a long-term goal in your mind, it actually gives you a point to look at where you can direct all of your attention and intentionality to repeat the performance of that thing. Even Proverbs 28:19 says, without vision, the people perish. So this gives us a clear picture that we actually need to have a point ahead of us to say, that's what I need to do to even experience life, to to move forward in life in the same way with habits. So I believe that if a group of believers took advantage of the powerful tools of our humanity and directed them towards the life-giving practices of Jesus, we could be unstoppable for the kingdom. We could have an almost automatic base of faith. And from that base, we could love greater. We could love deeper. We could love stronger. We could be more intentional. We could have real answers for real questions. Our faith would edify. We would develop into a mature faith. And these automatic healthy habits can lead us into spiritual development. See, First Peter Two, said it like this, like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up. Everybody say, "Grow grow up in your salvation now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. So it's this beautiful understanding that, yes, at some point we have to start with the basics of feeding ourselves with the beginning stages of faith. But yet we have to grow up and evolve into all that God has called us to be. Are you with me, church? See, we could strengthen our understanding to the point that it would affect everything around us. Some of you in this room already do this. Some of you are pillars in the house of God. For all of us to look at and go, someday I want to achieve that kind of intimacy with the Lord. Some of you are consistent in your devotion life with the Lord. Consistent in prayer Consistent in fasting and your spiritual disciplines. Some of you are consistent in being a part of the house of God, not just on Sundays, but being involved in a small group and continuing your growth with other believers in smaller spheres. Some of you are consistent in giving in the house of the Lord as, as we're commanded. We talk about it every Sunday. Why? Because it's, it's, not, like a, it's not like a just, uh, you know, something that's a part of our faith. It is a part of our faith that we've been called by God to do. That's why we talk about this stuff. So some of you are pillars in the house of God. You use your gifts for the house of God. You're, you're a part of this and you know that your life is attached to that and you have good routines. But then there's also some other people who maybe you're still on the journey and that's beautiful. Is that okay to say? You're still on the journey and you maybe haven't arrived at being the pillar in the house of God. And that's okay because you're developing, you're growing, you're getting the pure spiritual milk and you're growing up into all that God has for you. The spiritual maturity in both cases, I believe we haven't fully arrived and I believe we won't ever fully arrive. We have to keep pursuing, keep growing, keep learning and I believe that God has so much more to reveal and to show you through His Word. So we're going to focus on the Word today. So what does this mean for us? We're going to jump back into 2 Timothy and break down what Paul writes. And we're going to jump to the second half first, because I think it's important that we understand what the Word of God is and what this means to us to have this incredible tool, this incredible message for us to capture. 2 Timothy three sixteen through 17 says, All Scripture is God-breathed. Everyone say, God-breathed. And useful for teaching. Everyone say, teaching. Teaching. Rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So that every servant of God may be thoroughly, everyone say, thoroughly, thoroughly. Equipped for every good work. So Paul says, you can be thoroughly equipped for every good work. You can be thoroughly equipped Man, I wish we would just catch this today. I wish all of us would carry this. For every good work that he's called you to do, for every assignment, every dream in your heart where you feel like, man, that's too big. I don't think I can do this. It says that the word of God can thoroughly equip you for every good work. The power of living word of God is that you can have the tools you need to the journey of faith that's before you. So the first thing it says about the word of God is that, it's all breathed by God. It's God breathed. Do we actually believe that? Do we actually see the fact that it's inspired by God himself? He breathed this. It's, it's his life. It's his breath coming out at us. It's, it's, the word of God is alive and active. It's very present in the fact that this is God himself. It also says that it's useful. See, it's a a manual for our life today. It's beneficial, and it has value for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So this book has the benefit for everything your life towards your eternity. And we have to understand the value of this and why we need it in our life. See, if the Bible was just a lifestyle book, and you put the practices of what it said into play, you'd actually be a really good human being. Like the principles of what what they say in here, of how to treat people, how to love people, if it were just a lifestyle book, it would be beautiful to watch someone's life be totally transformed. But it's not just a lifestyle book. It's so much more than that. It's the very Word of God, the recorded life of Jesus. It's the life and breath of God. And in John 1, it says this In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So we know that this book holds a whole lot more power than just a lifestyle or a history book. It's alive and active, it pierces hearts. It divides soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. It's a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. When we put it into practice, it gives us a firm foundation to stand on. It gives us understanding. gives forth rivers of living water that flow from within them. It's wisdom. It's understanding. It's our hope. It doesn't return empty. It accomplishes what God desires. Every word is flawless. It's hidden in our hearts. It's perfect, and it's our daily bread. Do I need to say this list again? Because I feel like maybe we need it to set in. We need to understand the power of what this book is for us. It's alive and active. It's the message that God gave us. And some people should get excited about that. Amen? Amen. And that's why, after everything I just said, that's why it's able to teach, train, correct, rebuke. In the first half of 2 Timothy 3, 14, it says, But as for you, continue in what you've learned and have become more convinced of, because you know those from who you learned it. And now from infancy, you've known the Holy Scriptures, which, you are, able to make, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith. So what we're learning through the Scriptures throughout our lives is preparing us in our salvation through faith. And Paul says this continue in. Continuing. See, this is preparing you, and we got to continue in the equipping. No matter if you're a pillar in the house of God, no matter if you're on the journey, we got to continue in equipping, training, being corrected, rebuking, and teaching. One of my best friends called me in a really, really hard season. I remember just kind of being lost. Like, Knowing that God had big plans for me and Brianna in this season, but still all the while, you know when you get beat down and beat down and beat down and you feel worthless and people will say things about you and then you're like, what am I, what's even happening in my life? Has anybody else been in one of those seasons? Bad things happening to you. It wasn't because of anything you caused, but it just happened and happened and happened and you just felt like alone in those seasons. Like you're crying out to God, help me. And you're just like, I need an answer. I need this. And I remember calling one of my friends in one of those seasons. I just poured my heart out to him. This is what's going on. This is how I've been treated. And I feel so lost. I don't know what the next steps are for my life. And, and he kind of chuckled. And I've said this before to our church, probably a year ago. But he said this to me. He said, Alex, you've been preparing for this your whole life. And he stopped. And it began to dawn on me. Every time I've read the word of God. Every time I've worshipped the intimate moments in my bedroom, worshiping to God. The prayers I've prayed, the training I've been under, my entire life has been developing spiritually, getting yoked up spiritually. I have been continuing in. And he goes, you're ready for whatever's coming your way. You're not going to waver from your faith. You're not going to move God has got you. You know exactly what to do every step of the way. And I can tell you, just like Paul was talking to Timothy, the scriptures I learned in my infancy led throughout my entire life, even to that moment. And I remember speaking truth and what God had over my life. And now, a year into Grace City, Tampa, it's so evident. It's so evident that God had a calling and assignment for me and Brianna's life that that one momentary thing, we were prepared for. To be able to fight because of what God had been speaking my entire life. See, it wasn't a real-time controlling of the storm. So many of us think like, oh my gosh, something's happening in my life. I need to, I need to figure out what to do. I need to do this and stuff. Actually, what was happening in that moment was I was fully prepared to face any storm that was coming my way. I had had the pure spiritual milk, and I began to move from the milk to the T-bone. You know what I'm saying? And I started to eat the meat, and I was ready for whatever was coming my way. See, I want to say this to you today, today, church. We need to name our seasons before our seasons name us. We need to make the choice to say, who am I going to be tomorrow, today? I'm going to choose today that tomorrow is going to look like this. And no matter what comes my way, I'm going to choose to name my seasons. I'm going to choose to be a person of the word of God. I'm going to choose to be a person that gets on my knees before the Lord. I'm going to choose to be a worshiper. Even when I get no credit and no acclamations, I'm going to choose to pour out my heart to the Lord in the secret places. Because we're preparing today for tomorrow. You have to name your seasons before they name you. And 2 Timothy says this, continue in. So yeah, you might say to me today, yeah, I did my devotions for today. I got my Bible fixed for what I need today. See, no, we're, we're preparing for a lifetime of following Jesus. So maybe the scripture for that day isn't like, yeah, you know, there's a, you're reading in, in the Old Testament about a rare disease, and you're like, that has nothing to do with me. But I tell you what, that... Our entire life is being shaped. We're naming our tomorrows by reading the word today. He goes from infancy, you have known the scriptures, which you're able to make you wise through salvation, through faith. So our whole lives should be ever growing in the knowledge of the holy scriptures, which lead us to wisdom for our salvation. Are you with me today? So we need a deeper devotion for the word. I pray even in these last short minutes You got a little more passion for the power of the Word of God and what that means for us today. We need a deeper devotion to that. And I believe the words said to Joshua at the beginning of his leading of the nation of Israel are incredible, practical steps we can take to help us weather any storm and to create and or cultivate healthy habits of following the Word of God. See, Joshua had just been given this absolutely wild task of leading a nation that had been wandering in the desert for 40 years. This nation left their oppression under Pharaoh to find the promised land that God had prepared for them, only to get in their own way and prevent them from inheriting the promised land. So the generation after that had to die off, and Joshua had been given the mantle of leadership. Not only that, these people didn't really have anything to eat and so every day God would send down unsalted saltines onto the ground. They'd have to gather them and just eat them up called manna. So this guy was given the charge of a bunch of super hungry people eating saltine crackers for 40 years. You know what I'm saying? What a terrible time to be given a nation. What a horrible time to be appointed. He's absolutely prepared for it and I love the word of God and I think it's important that we learn from this. God gives Joshua these instructions. Joshua 1, 7 through 9. Be strong and very courageous. Come on, don't you wish people would just say that to you every single morning? You're getting ready for work. You're getting ready for school. You're going out to like your first date. And it's like, be strong and very courageous. All right, cool. I got this. You know what I'm saying? Got the wife in the bag. Here we go. I got mine for nine years, though. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey the law my servant Moses gave to you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left. So his whole life he's heard of this, the law that Moses has given him. He's been participating in it all this time. That you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. There he goes again, first date, hallelujah. Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. See, this is specifically, obviously, written to Joshua for the leading of the nation. And it's talking about the law set by Moses, the law given by God to Moses. So we have to understand that first and foremost. He was telling him, hey, these are the written down, this is the written down law, and this is what you must do because of that. And follow it. Don't waver from it. Also, because of the words of 2 Timothy, we know that we can take and apply this to our lives as long as it doesn't oppose the truth, which I believe is one of the greatest laid out blueprints and instructions of what it looks like to be a person, to have a greater devotion for the word of God. Second Timothy, all scripture is God-breathed. Useful, right? You may be thoroughly equipped. So we can take this and understand that the principles of it, I believe, are so powerful. Are you ready for the principles of this? Let's get practical. I want to give you this charge from Joshua 1, 7, 9. It's six ways in which we can have a deeper devotion to God's word. It's a how-to. First of all, be strong and very courageous. So we have to understand, first of all, we have to go at this head first. We've got to approach it with courage, The word of God for us even, I just want to say this to you. The word of God, so often we can be timid. I just want to encourage you with everything in your faith journey, just go at it with courage. God's going to equip you as you go. You don't need to know all the answers right now. You can learn it as you go. Go at it with courage. Be strong and very courageous. Second, obey the word of God. So live out the commands of Jesus. We even know the word says that obedience is better than sacrifices. So we, instead of, we have to look at it the right way that we need to obey what the Word of God says. Number three, do not turn from it. Right? Don't turn from the left or to the right. It's it's explaining this idea, I believe, for us that we can understand that we're walking a narrow road. We've been called down the narrow road of this path of salvation, and we need to choose every single day with the law and with the book that's in front of us, that we choose to not veer off of the narrow road that's in front of us. Number four. Keep it on your lips. Let it flow from your heart and be a part of every conversation. Number five, meditate on it day and night. See, at all times, let it be a part of your life. Meditate on it. Number six, do what's written in it. James 1, says, don't just hear it, do what it says. It's not just about getting this, these ideas. It's actually about living out the word of God. What it says at the end is all of this, I believe, will bring success and prosperity to your life. The areas I really want to emphasize in relation to upping your automatic would be keeping it on your lips and meditating on it day and night. See, this is clear. It's not just about having a set-aside time to read your devotions and journal. We call it that at church. A time where you read and get inspired and journal what you're reading. That is so important and so needed and so beautiful. But the way it's saying it right here in, in Joshua, God is saying it's not just about your time of doing devotions. It's about having a life of devotion. It's about choosing to have a life of devotion to the word of God, where everything we say, everything we do, and we have the word of God attached to that. And then it's in all moments we're allowing the word to be on our minds and on our hearts. A time for devotions is beautiful. It's a meaningful time to tell the Lord that he's the priority of your life. Don't stop that. But also, let's change our mindset about it where we say, it's not just about a sectioned out time in my day, but also, it's about a life of devotion towards God and God's word. I'll invite the band up as I conclude. Practically, how do we do devotions at Grace City, Tampa? We do the SOAP method. And can we get a little practical in here today? I brought a lot of big ideas, and I pray right now we can get really practical and make it really simple. It's really simple, the SOAP method. It's on the screen behind me. It's Scripture Observation Application Prayer. And the whole idea behind this is you go through a Bible reading plan, or you even open the Word of God and allow it to speak to you, and you write down your Scripture... And then you move to the next one, which is your observation. So what do you observe about that? Even in accordance, in according to the context that it's written, what are you observing about the way that God is speaking that, right? And then number three is application. So what can you take today from that and apply it to your life? How can you live differently today? Whether you need to be more loving, more caring, or you hear something, I want to be more understanding today, God. This is how I can apply this. I don't understand what you said, so I want to apply this in a way of saying, I want to understand your word more. And then, fourthly, you write down your prayer. You say, Lord, today, help me to do this. Help me to say this. And you say, oh, Alex, that's great. Cool. Yep, you gave us a little real roadmap for us to be able to practically do our devotions. But can I tell you, when you intentionally lean in and do your devotions like this, the rest of the day, you can, what, you can do what the Bible says and meditate on that. Because you've intentionally dug in. You've intentionally allowed the word of God to speak to you, you've prayed it. And now all day long, you can just go back to your notes and say, oh, that's, that was what I read today and that's how I need to act today. I really believe that the word of God has answers for today's tough questions. Result, I really believe that it will help you every step of the way. And this word meditate is actually a beautiful word. It, it talks about uttering the word of God. Like like allowing it to come out of you. It's uh, it's an utterance of the word of God. It's meditating on. Not only does it mean to rest in it, but it also means to utter it. What if our everyday had the word of God attached to every single moment? You're You're in school. You're in your class and you're talking with someone who's going through something hard and all of a sudden there's just the utterance of the word of God because you've meditated, you sat in it oh, you're at work and a coworker approaches you with this hard thing they're going through. You don't know what to say. Oh, I've been preparing for this. I've been meditating on it. It's forever on my lips. And I'm just, it's right there to be able to speak the promises of God in people's situations. I pray we can be a church like this. And as we're in the fall, I pray that each and every one of us would make a choice to say, I need to re-engage and up my automatic. God has more for you. He wants to thoroughly equip you for every single good work he's called you to. And the word of God can show you the way. So let's create the healthy habit of the word of God. And I believe when you create that healthy habit, you're going to want to do it more and more and more and more, not because you have to, because you want to. I pray we capture that today. Let's be a church that ups our automatic, develops greater healthy habits that could change our tomorrows. See, it's a life of devotion, a life of devotion, utilizing the word of God to effectively become more like God. Jesus, to hear his voice every day, to grow, to be equipped, and to be set apart, and to keep our eyes set on eternity, to hold on to hope, to show others this hope, and to be all we were meant to be. Amen. Amen. Would you stand to your feet? I want to say this too before we conclude. It's not just about reading the words and maybe understanding the words. The reason this book exists is to know God. You might say, I don't hear God's voice. You want to know God? You want to know his heart? He's laid it all out right here for each and every one of you. Jesus teaches what the purpose of the scriptures really are. In John 5, 39 through 40, it says, you study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you will have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have eternal life. It's not just about the words, it's about knowing God. We're not going to these words for eternal life. We're going to the truth and the promises so that we can know God himself, amen. Why we exist here at Grace City, Tampa? The first and foremost thing is we wanna know God. Every person, pillar in the faith, in the middle of your journey, maybe you haven't started your journey, wanna know God and like I said before, Habit formation crucially depends on the repeated performance of behavior that's in line with one's long-term goals. Oh, when you enter into salvation, yes, we're believing heaven is coming here and now, but can I tell you that eternity waits? Heaven with God forever. Eternity with God himself forever and ever. So whenever we want to waver from creating these habits, whenever we want to waver from upping our automatic, maybe we're not even motivated right now, can I tell you, you have the end goal of all end goals right in front of you. That when you declare Jesus as Lord and live out your salvation, can I tell you, eternity waits for you. A forever with God himself waits. And I tell you what, I don't want to waste the time I have. I wanna take every moment, advantage of every moment to learn more and more and more about God. You gotta know God. Practically. I'm just gonna call the church to up your automatic. Is that okay? I gave you some practical steps of soap and whether you use this method or not, I'm just gonna ask you to engage maybe for a little bit and you've probably heard it said your whole life is in, in 21 days you can create a habit So can I call the church to a 21-day engagement with reading and journaling of the Word? Can we do that? Is that okay? I hope, you know, those people who have been here for the year would know my heart and would know that this is a challenge out of love, and if you're new, this is a challenge out of love. I just want us to up our automatic to experience all that God has for you. I believe that it could become a part of your humanity where you just, every day, it's like, I have to spend time with God. I have to meditate on it day and night, and it will never leave my lips. 21 days. Get yourself a little notebook. I'll challenge you to find yourself a paper Bible. Sometimes you gotta do something different. Some of you have been doing paper Bibles for a long time, but I think maybe let's just pull away from the distraction and all the craziness and take 21 days to intentionally dive into the Word of God to develop a life of devotion. Come on, would you just raise your hands? Close your eyes, all across room. Just raise your hands right here. Lord, I pray every single person in this room, Lord, would have the urgency in their heart today to continue in the fight of developing their life of devotion. Lord, I pray that we would 100% be dedicated and devoted to you Lord, I pray we'd get a greater passion for your word like never before. Help us, God, to desire to know more and more and more and let us meditate on it day and night. Let it forever be on our lips. God, let it be almost out of the automatic. Lord, I pray you'd help everyone in this room to have courage and be strong in their faith, that they wouldn't waver, they wouldn't walk away from it. God, that every single person would pursue you like never before. In Jesus' name would, would you just keep your heads bowed and eyes closed? I want to give a call. You know, I talked about pillars of the faith, pillars in the house. I talked about people who are on the journey, but maybe you heard me talking today and you said, I've never started my journey. Maybe you even would say that you've started your journey, but you don't feel like you've affirmed it and you're really living it out. Today, I want to give you the opportunity just to acknowledge that publicly and say, today, I want to give my life to Jesus I'm gonna to count to three it's really simple and at the count of three I'm just gonna invite you to raise your hand this is just you acknowledging it's you taking the first step of saying I want to walk with the Lord all the days of my life and spend eternity with him so one know that God loves you so much he sent his one and only son so that you might know eternal life and life today Two, the Bible says today is the day of salvation You might not know all the answers. You might not know everything. Can I tell you, the Bible says, just step out in faith and believe that he is Lord. Three, if that's you, would you just raise your hand? You want to give your life to Jesus? Come on, you're coming back to him. Let's give a second longer. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, I see your hand. Hallelujah. Come on, I see your hand. Come on, can we lift up a shout of praise for those people who had the boldness? To raise their hand and say they want to give their life to jesus today hallelujah the bible says that all of heaven rejoices when even one says yes to god so we better rejoice in this place that someone has given their life to jesus hallelujah hallelujah welcome to the family we're so glad you had the courage to take your first step in this journey in just a couple moments some of our team Is going to pray this prayer with you and it just gives you the ability to speak this faith and confess with your heart that Jesus is Lord but right now I just think we should probably worship just one last time together before we all go into our crazy weeks and start 21 days of reading our Bible I tell you what right here I think we should lift up gratitude honor thanksgiving praise so would you raise your hands as an act of surrender all across this room and can we worship the Lord in spirit and in truth come on Thank you for listening to the Grace City, Tampa podcast. Stay tuned for more weekly messages from our church.